Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate 2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For Thursday, November 17th, a week away from Thanksgiving, four days away from the start of the World Cup. It's getting crazy. November, going to be off the hook. We've been telling you about it for a while. This weekend in particular is going to be bonkers. So to set you up, we are starting off with a great interview. Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus. Folks, if you want to know why Josh Allen is struggling, listen to the interview with Sam Monson. If you want to know why some coaches can make it and maybe Jeff Saturday has a chance, you'll like this interview with Sam Monson of Pro Football Focus. We break down some of the better games of the week, some of the better matchups. Uh, obviously, Jets, Patriots, high on the list. You know it. It's the biggest game this weekend, folks. Uh, my son has a volleyball tournament Sunday. Looks like I'm going to be going. And you know I got red zone locked in. They have a, if it's at the same facility as last time, they have like a snack bar and they have a bunch of TVs. Last time I asked the guy for NFL, he's like, oh, the manager's not here. I was like, bro, <laughs> go find the manager. Come on. They eventually got red zone. But I, I feel like I need the ISO cam on Jets Patriots. I need to watch the whole thing. It's everything for the Jets. I know you guys don't really care, but that's my squad. So I'm going to be fired up. Um, so we'll get to Sam Monson a little bit. We'll do a best bet at the end of the podcast for Titans Packers. Weird that Packers are favored by three. Titans are so much better with the best bet. Just wait. But first, before I get to Monson, I have a theory. It's a working theory. I'm workshopping it, as they say in the industry. And it revolves around Kevin Durant. I'm sure you guys saw the article. Kevin Durant gave an exclusive interview to Chris Haynes of... TNT, Bleacher, a hybrid of those. 
He's had a lot of things. It's it's moderately interesting, but basically it's Kevin Durant talking for the first time in a while. But you guys know how this game works, okay? I've been in the game. I mean, when I started the website, I was already in sports media, and, and you would see how the sausage gets made behind the scenes, why the sausage gets made at certain times. Very interesting stuff. And I think without a doubt, the biggest question of the Kevin Durant story is why did Kevin Durant talk to Chris Haynes now? Why now? The timing is everything. And I'm going to just, again, I'm workshopping this. It's not quite a conspiracy theory, but I, I'm putting something together here. So the Warriors lost again last night to the Suns. Phoenix was without Chris Paul. Didn't matter. Steph Curry had no help at all. 50 points for Chef Curry. 50. And Golden State still lost. Okay? He's getting no help. Warriors are struggling. They are 6-9. and nine. They are 0-8. Winless away from Oracle. Despite Steph Curry playing out of his mind. He, he, listen, you drop 50, seven threes, like, you got to, uh, it should be an automatic win. Supporting cast is not getting it done. Jordan Poole, folks. Oof, you know I'm a Jordan Poole guy. Got the bag, 25 minutes, 0 for 5, 0 points. Uh, two points. He made two free throws. Folks, Kevin Durant gives an interview. Says a lot of stuff that's, you know, not super relevant. The most interesting thing was, yo, look at our starting lineup. We got Nick Claxton, Kevin Durant, um, Edward Sumner. Nobody even knows who that is. Yeah, I think he was an Xavier point guard. Bottom line is, he's like, no disrespect, but how good can we be? Okay. A couple days ago, I think it was Saturday or Sunday, Durant went on social media and pumped up Steph Curry. Damn, Steph Curry's a bad man, or whatever he wrote on social. Of course, it goes viral, and all these websites write about it. So let's put let's put the breadcrumbs together. Nets fire Nash. They tried to get Udoka, didn't happen because of Kyrie. And they settle on Jacques Vaughn, who was already assistant coach. So it's weird, but Kevin Durant in the interview with Bleacher Report really slanders the Nets coaching staff without saying so much. Basically, they're not practicing. They're not, they're not grinding the guys hard. They're not holding them accountable. And it's just weird. It's like, wait a minute. They just kept Jacques Vaughn from this coaching staff that was not holding anybody accountable. Huh. So Kevin Durant pumping up Steph Curry on social media. There were the rumors after Kevin Durant asked for a trade about a return to the Warriors. Kevin Durant gives an interview where he slanders the coaching staff without really calling out anybody. He doesn't even call out Nash. At one point, he kind of says, like, I even talked to Steve Nash. And it was like, huh. They just got a guy from that coaching staff. Okay. Kyrie Irving, no real end in sight. Although, late on Wednesday, a report came out from Woj. The timing, of course, is beautiful. Right after Kevin Durant gives this, what the hell are we doing? What's going on? All of a sudden, the Nets are close to reinstating Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant essentially gave that interview as a cry for help. I want out. Get me out of here. That's how I read that interview. And when you look at the Warriors' struggles, again, six and nine, they sent Wiseman down to the G League. Kuminga bounced from the rotation. Hmm. Wait a minute. Is there a chance Kevin Durant can say to the Warriors, you guys, you guys want to repeat? Do you, do you want to have a shot at a repeat? Because you're going to need help. You have no defense, and Steph has no help. Come get me. Also, adding to the drama, Clay Thompson, interestingly, another guy who doesn't do a ton of media, gives this weird, lengthy, rambling interview where he's a little defensive and is like, uh, like, Nobody comes back from what I came back from, essentially. Because he knows the heat is on. He's not delivering. He's not playing well. He's not the defensive stopper he was. He's just, Clay Thompson is off to a rough start. This is also the organization where Draymond Green punched out Jordan Poole before the season started. Okay? So you add all this up. Add it all together. 
Again, Clay's numbers. It's early, small sample size. A lot of people expected him to bounce back because he didn't play a full season last year. Clay's shooting 35% from the field, by far the worst of his career. He's never shot under 42%. Not even as a rookie out of Washington State. From three, he's shooting 33%, by far the worst from deep he's ever done. Even from the foul line, where Clay was automatic, he shot 85, 84% or better his entire career. He's 75% now. He's barely getting to the line. He's never been a high-volume free-throw guy, but he's getting to the line the fewest times in his career. I don't want to say Clay's broken, but again, the dude is now 32, 33 in February. He, he's obviously still immensely valuable. Adding it all up, and I'm sorry to ramble, I am wondering, is there a scenario where the Brooklyn Nets say, KD don't want to be here, Kyrie's not going to be here after this year. We don't know what the hell Ben Simmons is. Should we try to get a bunch of young guys? We have no picks coming down the pike because of the Harden deal. We have no picks. Can we get just young guys? Can we get Kuminga? We will sl- we'll get Kuminga. Can we get Kuminga and Wiseman? Kuminga, Wiseman, and Clay for Kevin Durant. And I'm sure the Golden State would have to put in more. And I know Nets fans are going to be like, get the hell out of here. Why would we want Kuminga and Wiseman? Well, you have no bigs whatsoever. Wiseman will play. I don't. Do we know if he's good? I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't fit the Warriors. It could just be that he's not a good fit in Golden State. Kuminga, bouncy, love him. You get two guys t- under 22 years old who were top 10 picks and Clay. And again, I, I don't know what Clay does on a team with Joe Harris and um, who else? I guess Seth Curry. I, I don't know how you work that in. But the option, if you say, well, well we don't want Clay Thompson with the Nets. Okay, can you pry Draymond? Are they giving up Draymond Green? I don't know. I, I think they had a chance to give him up right around the time of the Jordan Poole incident. They didn't. I think you on a team with a horrendous defense, I think you got you, you got to keep Draymond. Now, do you insert Jordan Poole in the starting lineup? Who goes to the bench? Do you obviously you can't. You got to start KD. So, I just I'm of the belief that Kevin Durant is not going to end this season in Brooklyn. I think he will be shipped by the deadline. If you're the Nets, you have no picks in the future. You are not making the playoffs this year. It doesn't appear that way. We'll see Kyrie and KD come back. Maybe they they turn things around. But this is six and nine. Like, I mean, what's the point of getting to the play-in if you're the Brooklyn Nets? I, I hate, you're not getting by Boston. They swept your ass. Okay. You're not getting by the Bucks. They might sweep you too. The bottom line is the Nets just are not good. There's Ben Simmons rumblings. Like I think you're. I think you've got to trade Kevin Durant. This is where we're headed. Kevin Durant probably going to end up getting traded. Now, is he going to go to Golden State? We'll see. If you're the Brooklyn, if you're the Brooklyn Nets, do you call up the Lakers and say, "Hey, Anthony Davis, what, what do you? What's the word on AD?" I don't know if you want to build around AD. I think the two things that the Brooklyn Nets need more than anything, young talent and draft picks. And I don't know how many picks you're getting for KD. And there's not a lot of young talent people are willing to ship out of town. I would keep an eye on the Golden State Warriors looking to make a move because this title defense at 6-9, and they are, I believe, tied with the Spurs for the third worst record in the West. It's Rockets, Lakers, Warriors. Nobody had that. And fortunately, nobody's really pulling away, but Portland is better than we thought. Utah's better than we thought. I'm sure water will find its level, and by January 1, those two will probably be closer to 500 than top three in the West. But I think the Golden State Warriors need to seriously consider making a move because these young guys, I don't know how much longer you could deal with this. They just aren't delivering. All right, without further ado, let's get to our guest, Pro Football Focus is Sam Monson. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. Okay, time to welcome in a special guest from Pro Football Focus. He's been on the pod before. You guys like the accent. He brings a certain culture to the show, raises the level of discourse. Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus. How you doing, man? Good, good. We're in trouble, though, if I'm bringing culture to the show. Like, that's yeah, well, not, that's not know, a good bar. Somebody has to. <laughs> um, listen, NFL's getting crazy. We're past the midway point. Had a couple coaches fired. I, I didn't know if I wanted to lead with Jeff Saturday or not. Um, but, I, you know, it's funny. I came. I was at Fox today. or Well, we're recording this on Wednesday. And someone was playing audio of something that went down in the Colts locker room where the first thing Jeff Saturday did was call out a couple of their best players. That was like the first thing he did. He came in, called them out, and people were like, oh, shit, we got we to gotta get, get our act together. But that's information I did not have beforehand. I thought the Colts were toast. I, I loved the Raiders last week. And Jeff Saturday comes in off the street, Sam, and gets the win on the road. Does this mean that coaches are maybe not as valuable in the NFL as we once thought? Or is that too much of an overreaction to one damn game? Yeah, I don't think it means that. I mean, first of all, they beat the Raiders, right, who are <laughs> as bad as they are, who are in their own kind of crisis only because they just hired their head coach 
um, you know, at the start of the season, it's not quite as acute that nobody's drop kicking Josh McDaniels out of the building. And if you listen to certain reports, they can't even afford to get rid of him, even if they wanted to. So, yeah. you know, that's first. The first point is that they beat a bad team as well. So it, it's that's one thing. Um, but I do think it means that, look, if head coach is not necessarily an X's and O's schematic, you know, hardcore coaching kind of gig. It is more about CEO, man management, mm. setting a culture, you know, those kinds of things, which is why it's so difficult to pick good head coaches, right? Because it doesn't just follow that if you're a great coordinator, you're a great football guy, you're going to be a great coach because there's so much more to it and so many more different things that are more important. And that's why Guys like Josh McDaniels apparently can't do the job, right? In two different places. He might be a football savant, and even the guys that have played under him and don't like him from the first time around happily concede that. All of those guys, Brandon Marshall, whoever, will tell you that he's an amazing football mind, but the problem that they have with him is the leadership. It's the setting the culture. It's the leading of men. And if Saturday can do that part, then it doesn't matter if he's been, you know, spending the last 10 years getting his coaching credentials in terms of X's and O's, because other people will do that part. Like he'll have coordinators under him whose job it is to to sort that part of the game. Interesting. I, I kind of like that take. Now, speaking of CEOs or lack thereof, Nathaniel Hackett, who I, I listen again, this was, I had two bad whiffs this past weekend, the Tennessee Titans. Broncos, everything was set up for them. Titans, a mash unit defensively. Hackett comes out and it's just punt, 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 punt. Out of the bye, no less. And at this point, you know, Sam, I don't want to be body language expert, but I look at Russell Wilson on the sideline, and the dude's just sitting there kind of isolated. He's got his jacket on. No fire, no emotion. No, not really talking to anybody. It just feels like it's it's over in Denver, and, and Nathaniel Hackett can't do anything. Yeah, and the problem is they're kind of stuck with Russell Wilson for a while because of the contract that they signed him to the extension like they can't get out of this anytime soon they can't get out of it this year certainly they can't get out of it next year financially they're probably stuck with russell wilson till at least 2024 and even then it would be costly to move on from so they are have all kinds of problems in figuring out how this is going to work because something obviously has to change the the combination of russell wilson and nathaniel hackett and the whole thing this year has been a disaster and only one of those things, you know, they're kind of stuck with going forward. So as much as the Raiders, the, the the hot seat under Josh McDaniels might be real, the Jeff Saturday thing in Indianapolis, Nathaniel Hackett might have a real hot seat under him as well, simply because he's the easier thing to shift in that dynamic. Like you can't change Russell Wilson. You're stuck with him. So if Russ and the coach isn't working, the coach is the guy that has to go. Yeah. Um, but I think the Russell Wilson problems are not simply Nathaniel Hackett and his offense. Like it is something that Russell Wilson is bringing to the table as well. And it's been moving in that direction for a while. I think the shift in NFL defenses, you know, more of this too high kind of coverages, all those kinds of things have made it worse. Like those are the defenses that Russell Wilson struggled against the most anyway, back in his time in Seattle. So I think really we're just looking at this perfect storm that is causing Russell Wilson to play worse than he's ever played before in a system that is not helping. Wow. So, uh, you know, did we know this about Russ before that he was really bad against the two high and the Broncos have done nothing to stem that? Well, if you think about, you know, the, the, the tail end of his Seattle career, right. And even when he was playing really well, but he ran into the Rams a couple of times when they were Brandon Staley was running the defense and it was like Russell Wilson had no idea what to do with the ball. Um, and that happened. The, the worst games he played in the last sort of period of his Seattle career were against Brandon Staley, and they were against you know a, another team or two that played that style of defense, which not that many teams were doing at the time. But that's the way the league is gone now. Like that's the direction. That type of defense is way more in vogue now than it was a couple of years ago. And I think that sort of directly causes Russell Wilson problems. Like that, the style of play that he likes, which is you know, drop back, ad lib, try and buy some time back there and then deliver a bomb deep down the sideline. Like those plays aren't there when you're running these too high type coverage shells. I feel like the only time I've seen him hit a bomb was against the Raiders. I don't know if you remember, uh, he had like a 50 yard touchdown. They were in the game for like three minutes after that. And that was it. But um, it's interesting. You said, mentioned the too high. 
Josh Allen, three weeks in a row now, has really struggled in the second half. They, I, I believe the Bills don't have a second-half touchdown against the Packers um, or, or their other last two games. And it's one of those situations, Sam, where it's like, wait a minute. The Bills really stink in the second half. Is the too-high shell bothering Josh Allen? Because we, we're not seeing those 60-yard bombs to Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs anymore. It, it, what if, if that's not it, what's going on with Josh Allen? Yeah, I think overall, there's been a little bit of a fight back of defenses throughout the NFL. And it's not, you know, just Russell Wilson. It's not just Josh Allen. Like, generally, quarterback play is down the league over. Um, and there's a couple of guys that are bucking that trend and still playing amazingly. Patrick Mahomes, obviously, being one of them. Tua and the Dolphins seem to have discovered, like, a cheat code for offense that nobody <laughs> else has. Um, but everybody else is kind of grinding this year and trying to get through it and just not playing the way they usually have. Allen, I think, is just making uncharacteristic mistakes. And maybe some of the some of the plays are too high coverage. Hell's taken away the kind of the aggressive plays that he wants to make, but he still made a lot of those. And it doesn't, I don't think, explain just the random bad decisions that he's making. I mean, he tossed the ball right to Sauce Gardner in the Jets game that looked yeah. when you looked at it live, it was like, oh, that must have been some kind of disguise coverage because like it, it was so bad there had to have been something different and then you watch it and it, it really wasn't like he just pitched the ball to a cover two corner dropping into that zone and that's like he's been doing that this season a lot like three games at least where he's had several of those plays and those plays are kind of reminiscent of you know the first two years of Josh Allen's career now he's not that guy again because he's still making a ton of big plays his baseline is much higher he's more accurate but those bad decisions are kind of, they remind you a lot of that, the first iteration of Josh Allen. So it's almost uh, not a direct apples to apples, but what was Mahomes was struggling with last year, I think it was the Tennessee game maybe started it, or that was when it was exacerbated, was the too high shell. And they slowed Mahomes for like a month, maybe six weeks. Yeah. No, that, that absolutely, I think, was the start of the league sort of taking a look at this and saying, hey, if this can slow down, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's got to be applicable to pretty much everybody else. So I think that was definitely part of the league moving in that direction. So, which brings us to Tua. And, you know, listen, I got to give credit. McDaniel has been unbelievable as a first-year coach. He has, I mean, I know Dable's in the coach of the year mix, but I think McDaniel's been incredible, man. I mean, Dable's some smoke and mirrors, but what McDaniel's doing with Tua, Tyreek, Waddle, that offense is unbelievable. What can stop them now, or am I overreacting because they're beating up on bad teams? No, I think that offense looks fantastic. I mean, I think statistically, depending on what you look at, Kansas City is still the number one offense in the NFL. But if you do that trick that everybody's doing for Miami, you know, that the Tua in games where Tua started and finished or undefeated, right? If you do the same thing for the offense, they have the number one offense in the NFL. Um, so they look absolutely terrifying right now. The offensive line has gone from one of the worst in the league to middle of the pack, which is all it needed to do to, to make everything else function. The things that Mike McDaniel is doing schematically, I think, are, are smart. They're adding to the, the talent level that's there, and the talent level is spectacular. Like Tyreek Hill is the, the most unique athlete in the NFL at that position. Nobody can rival that combination of speed, quickness, and ability to attack the ball at the catch point. Like for a small guy, he's incredible with the ball in the air. He goes and gets it. He doesn't wait for it to come to him. And if there's a receiver in the NFL closest to him, it's Jalen Waddle, and they both play on the same team. So like this offense with Tua at quarterback, I think it's different when Teddy's there. It's different when Skylar Thompson is there. But when Tua is there, I think this offense is as good as anything in the league. Wow. Um, I also thought uh, Miles Garrett and Clowney, I'm like, oh, they're going to have a field day against his Dolphins tackles. They didn't have a quarterback hit. Nope. I don't think any pressures. It was a stunning how good that offensive line was, which makes Miami scary. But uh, Sam, part of me is still like, listen, man, we have a two-year sample of Tua being not nearly this good. Can we wait for him to play the Niners, Chargers, Bills, Jets? You know, he's got some tough games coming up, right? No, it's definitely true. Like, you know, it's a small sample size versus a much bigger sample of him not being as good. But I think what you're seeing is how important supporting cast is to a quarterback. Like I was saying in the offseason that if your analysis of Tua going into this year does not start with this has been one of the worst situations in the NFL. And I don't know if it's even fair 
to try and evaluate him given what's been around him. Mm. I think you're, you're being harsh or you're being disingenuous, but the same thing is true with the other side, right? Which is now he's got a great environment around him. The, the coach is great. The receivers are great. The offensive line has become good. The run game is there. So the truth in Tua probably lies somewhere in the middle between those two mm -hmm. extremes. But for the purposes of winning games, it doesn't really matter. Like that offense is looking like he can dominate with Tua at the quarterback. Maybe he's not as good as a Patrick Mahomes or as a Josh Allen in isolation. But in this environment, he can go toe to toe with those guys. Would you bet them to win the Super Bowl at this point? Or I mean, it's obviously you don't want to do that after they smash the Browns. But is that a, is that a good bet? Do you think? You know, maybe Miami to get sneaky. But I, I will remind you, Sam, they got some outdoor games coming up. There's a warm weather team with speed outdoors, you know, 20 degree weather in Buffalo and in New England. Let's let's see what happens then. Right. Or yeah. Th th there's still a lot to know about Miami. I think the time to bet that would have been after the Bills lost against the Jets. You know, when that opened the door mm -hmm. to that division being live again, I think Miami became a good bet at that point. And then. Last week, only moved it in their direction even more. Yeah. But I think it's still true. Like, they are live to win the division. I think they're starting to become the team that Kansas City is going to start focusing on and being like, which team do we have to worry about in the playoffs? Mm -hmm. um, and they still have that second game against Buffalo to come. Like, that, that's going to be huge, not just for the, the division, but for the entire conference. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. 
He scored. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. One of the things you do at PFF that I love is the offensive line rankings. I really look at this a lot. I got to say, Sam, I am stunned. I I know the Rams were bad. I didn't know they were 32nd in the league bad. But I also got to point out my Jets are way down there at 30. The Giants at 31. How could, what does it say that the Giants and Jets are, you know, winning teams in the wild card mix for now, and yet their offensive lines are two of the worst in the league? Because neither of them has good, great quarterback play. No, it's true. And, and you know, it's the, they've also had all three of those teams have had a lot of injuries in the offensive line. The Rams offense is really interesting because you can draw a really close line between just how good the offensive line has been and how good the offense is and how good the team is overall since the moment Sean McVay arrived there, right? It's been incredibly tightly correlated. Like the last time the line was anything like this bad was 2019, the season where they went nine and seven and they were never really a contender. Um, And it's worse this year by a distance than it was that season. So just nothing functions with the line as bad as it is right now. They're trying to get the ball out of Stafford's hands, lightning quick, you know, much shorter passes than they were doing a year ago. It's, and then, you know, it's all Cooper Cup, and now Cooper Cup's down. So that offense might not be able to move the ball at all in the next few weeks, um, if indeed they ever get Cooper Cup back. The Giants at least are able to deploy the threat of Daniel Jones as a runner. And when you're <laughs> able to do that, you know, it sounds kind of silly because Daniel Jones doesn't look like he should be a good runner, but he, he weirdly is. Um, and when you can do that, it changes the whole dynamic of how an offensive line has to block. You know, they're able to get away with a lot because they're – the defense plays them differently because they have to think about the quarterback just tucking the ball and, and running around the corner. They also have Andrew Thomas, who's playing, I think, as good as any left tackle in the NFL. The Jets is a bit of a, a different dynamic. Like they've oh. had to do things slightly differently because they, you know, Zach Wilson, he's a mobile quarterback, but he's not really a rushing threat. Um, they've had really good running backs this year. Obviously, Brees Hall going down was unfortunate, but they've been able to get the ball out of Wilson's hands quickly and actually have it be productive in a way that the Rams haven't been able to this year. Interesting. So you have the Jets at 30. They're facing the Patriots this week. Patriots check in at 6. Um, and in your little notes, uh, you have the Cole Strange, the, the rookie, was benched against uh, the Jets, or maybe it was the game before that. But bottom line, he hasn't been great the last couple of weeks. But that being said, the Jets' offensive line gave up, their tackles gave up five pressures each to the Patriots. Judon was everywhere. Um, I handicapped this game for me. Do the Jets have a chance? Because there's been money coming in all week on New York. Yeah, like, I still think this is a bad matchup for the Jets because of the whole Belichick versus Zach Wilson thing, even outside of just Zach Wilson is bad under pressure, period. Like, that on its own is enough to be concerned because the Patriots have, like, a top-five defense and pressure rate. Um, The Jets' offensive line isn't good. We saw the effect it could have last time. But on top of that, you have what Belichick can do to young quarterbacks or to guys like Zach Wilson schematically and cause them problems anyway. So it feels like this is the kind of game where Zach Wilson is not going to play particularly well. But the same thing is true for the other side of the ball, right? Like Mac Jones has been one of the worst quarterbacks in the league under pressure. The Patriots have a better offensive line, but the Jets arguably have a better pass rush. So it kind of balances itself out. And this sort of feels like a game where both quarterbacks are going to have problems. Both quarterbacks are going to put the ball in harm's way. And it's almost like which defense is going to come up with a couple of turnovers. Yeah. Well, Sam, I got to remind you, Jets were up 10-3. Mac Jones throws the pick six. Right. It is uh, overturned due to a uh, personal foul penalty, which was it was a legit foul. The guy drilled Mac Jones late. So that comes off the board. Patriots end up getting a field goal. So instead of 17-3 at halftime, it's 10-6. And then Zach Wilson implodes in the second half. So – I don't know. I, I really think the Jets have a chance this week. No, I, I agree. Know. And maybe I'm irrational, but no, I, I agree. I think you're right. And, and lost in the whole sort of Zach Wilson, like Zach Wilson imploding in the second half took a lot of the attention away from how bad Mac Jones played in that yeah. game. Like you said, there was that play that got taken off the board, but even outside of that, 
Mac Jones played terribly and nobody mentioned it because all the focus was on how bad Zach Wilson was in that second half. Like that took all the attention away from the Mac Jones thing, which is becoming like a really big problem for the Patriots this year. Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, All right. So Packers Titans at Green Bay. Uh, It looked like this was three and a half. I'm seeing three Packers are favored. Are people going to overreact to the Packers' win over Dallas? And I need to remind everybody, it was a 17 nothing run, fourth quarter in overtime to get the win. Uh, are the Titans good? I still I, I can't find any metrics in which they're really good. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've, I've looked at all of them. I mean, DVOA, none of the net, net yards per play, not, nobody, no stat likes the, the Tennessee Titans. The Titans haven't made any sense to me for like a year and a half. I can't figure out the Titans at all. Each game they play doesn't help. Um, I... I feel that you're right, though, that people might re- overreact to the Green Bay part of this because they were 14 down in in the fourth quarter. Like this was mm-hmm. a game they should have lost and somehow managed to come back and win. And they played their part in that. But I think Dallas throwing that away was a big part of it as well. So tennis, the one aspect of Tennessee that I think I can you can be reasonably confident in is that that defense is very good. Um, and Green Bay's offense is not. And as much as they... They got a breakout game from um, their rookie receiver, Christian Watson, finally, you know, halfway through the season. I don't know that they can rely on that every single week. And I I don't even know if they can rely on that twice in two weeks. So (laughs) if Tennessee is able to stop that one connection, then I think Green Bay is going to have problems moving the ball. And, you know, Tennessee's offense, I think, can move the ball against Green Bay. So I kind of like I certainly like them to cover this. I kind of like Tennessee to win this outright. Interesting. Okay. I was thinking Packers, but then I I don't understand Tennessee. I lose to them all the time. Uh, Final game I want to ask you about. Probably the game of the week, Dallas at Minnesota. Cowboys had the heartbreaking loss. Minnesota had the, uh, we can call that lucky, right? Uh, Lucky (laughs) win that they, you know, and and they've been super lucky. Seven wins, I believe, in a row or, yeah, I think seven in a row all by one score. A lot of them they trailed in the fourth quarter. Um, I kind of like Dallas here. I, I I thought Minnesota early in the week, and then I'm like, no, it's it's got to be the Cowboys, right? A big thing I think is going to come down to whether Christian Darisaw, Minnesota's left tackle, gets cleared to play. He, I think, left last week with a concussion, and Ooh. I don't know anything about kind of return to play protocols for an offensive lineman, but like those guys throw their face into an into their opponent fifty times a game. Like I don't know. If that should therefore mean they take longer to come back from a concussion, you know, in theory, the quarterback can go the whole game and his head doesn't get hit at all. The offensive lineman, when he plays again, is going to get hit in the head a lot. So if Darisaw does play, you know, he's allowed, he hasn't allowed a sack, I think, or a hit this year. He's given up like 10 pressures in nine games, something like that. So he's a legit left tackle at this point and can go some way towards slowing down that Dallas pass rush. If he's not there, I think the Vikings are going to get like overwhelmed by that Dallas pass rush, mm-hmm. which is yeah. as good as anybody in the league. I think they're number one right now in pressure rate, but they can get pressure with three, four guys. Um, and they mix in stunts. They mix in blitzes. Like they do enough to kind of keep you off balance schematically as well. That feels like it will be too much for this Vikings offense. Interesting. So I see pro football focus has Darius out number one and left tackle in the league. Yeah, wow, he's been. I mean, great. I know he's been good. So what? So was he? Did he leave in the Buffalo game with a concussion? Yeah, he. I think he missed the last twenty snaps or so of that game. Mm. Did, I bet Von Miller had a had a nice little afternoon after he left, right? He did, but his the the guy that came in for him um, actually held up okay. Like oh. uh, the guy called Blake uh, Blake Randall, I think his name is. Like okay. he's uh, not. You know, wasn't a high draft pick, was it, but was a guy that graded well for us in college. You know, he's been in the league for a couple of years, but hasn't really played. Like he, mm. he held his own. You know, it would be a big downgrade or it would be a big ask to expect him to go out and play a, a whole game against a guy like Micah Parsons. Yeah. But it wasn't the disaster that it could have been or that it would have been in previous years for the Vikings. Yeah. Oh, uh, one more. Um, Philadelphia Eagles. This is a defensive line thing. But so their, their defense has been incredible all season. And all of a sudden... They Jordan Davis, the rookie out of Georgia, goes down. They get run over by Pierce and the Texans. They get run over by you know, Washington, not Robinson, Robinson and company. Well, I, I guess uh, the other kid, uh, Gibson, had a decent game. Uh, 
how much does just a rookie defensive tackle matter to a thing like the run game? Or is this being blown out of proportion? I think it's a little bit being blown out of proportion. Okay. I think Jordan Davis does matter to the run defense. Like when you watch him play, he impacts almost every single run play he's in on. Like he, he how could he not at that size and strength? You know what I mean? Um, but when you look at it on a sort of macro level, like the, there's very little data in terms of on-off splits that sort of say when Jordan Davis is missing, this run defense collapses. And even against Washington, yes, they rush for a lot uh, total-wise, but they ran the ball like 48 times, right? An average 3.2 yards per carry, something like yeah. that. So like Washington was able to get just enough to keep it viable, you know, so they could run again. And then they were able to keep converting these sort of third and short plays and just stay on the field. And like, that was it. But it's not like they gashed. You know, we've seen the Chargers defense, for example, right? When they struggle, <laughs> they give up six yards of carry against teams and get run on all day. That's not what I think the Eagles defense was doing. They just weren't quite able to stop them enough to get Washington's offense off the field. And so they kept running and kept running and kept running. And by the end of it all, you look up and they've racked up 150 yards. Like, I, I think... Their run defense is still okay, but they could definitely use Jordan Davis getting back. So he's on IR, out for a minute. It feels like people are overreacting to the Eagles. You know, the island game, everybody, ah, Eagles are not that good. Look at these turnovers. They had turnover. I don't know. I kind of think they go to the Colts this weekend and kind of destroy them. Yeah, I I think the Eagles are still the best team in the NFC. Um, You know, we were, the the thing you can never legislate for, you know, whether you're looking at the, the odds, whether you're just randomly kind of evaluating and, and, predicting the game and all those kinds of things is you can talk about who's best. You can look at the matchups. You can look at the individual stuff, but nothing can prepare you for just like blind turnover luck, which is going to show up every now and again. Right. And particularly in this game, like that wasn't the only reason that Washington won, but when you have a a play where the officials completely miss an obvious face mask and all of a sudden there's a turnover off the back of that, like those are game changing plays. If that doesn't happen, that play alone doesn't happen. The Eagles probably end up winning that game, right? They yeah. probably end up executing the sort of comeback, pull ahead, and once that happens, I think they would they would move away with it. But it doesn't, and that those are the kind of plays that can completely change the outcomes, not just of a game like that, but of like almost any game in the league. Yeah, good stuff. Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus. Follow him on social media. And uh, thanks for I, I love the breakdowns. It's like he's concise. He knows ex- he knows the backup tackle. And by the way, Blake Brandell, good call, Oregon State young kid. Boy, you know backup tackles. You're gonna you're gonna go far uh, covering the NFL. <laughs> thanks a lot, Sam. Anytime. Thanks for having me. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Great stuff from Sam Monson for Football Focus. Love the insight, the offensive line rankings. I nerd out on some of that stuff. All right, let's get to the best bet. Thursday night football. It's like on paper it should be a good game, Tennessee at Green Bay. That being said, like these are this could be boring as hell. I mean, the Packers can get no separation with the receivers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers threw the ball, I believe, 20 times in an overtime game. Like, what does that say for their passing game? Not much. They don't have much. I know Watson looked great, but 20 pass attempts in an overtime game? And, of course, the the opposite is true. Green Bay's defense was on the field for 79 plays in a must-win, empty-the-tank overtime game against Dallas. Folks, I, I, I hate doing this because Tennessee has been the bane of my existence. The rules are always bet them as dogs because Vrabel's great as a dog. Mike Vrabel according to Fox numbers, 20 and seven against the spread as a dog of three or more. He's like I said, I've said this a couple weeks. He's the new Mike Tomlin. If he's an underdog, you got to bet it. That being said, oh my gosh, this game is ghastly. If you can find a three and a half in the market, I think you got to take it. It really depends on where you're looking. Look like DraftKings has a three and a half. A lot of other places have a three and a three with juice. Um, I like the three and a half better if you, if you want Tennessee. Obviously, um, getting the hook would be great. This this has low scoring written all over it. Total sitting on 41. I, I looked at the DVOA numbers, folks. It, it's not pretty. Green Bay, DVOA run defense. Are you ready for this? 30th in the league. Derrick Henry licking his chops. But he couldn't get against Denver last week. You know on a Thursday night short. 
handoff, handoff. Dennis, uh, Tennessee has massive injury issues, folks. I, I, I'm, I'm stunned to realize. Yes, the Packers, DeAndre, uh, Devondre Campbell, their linebacker, but the Titans have it way worse. Their, their kicker, Randy Bullock's out. Their best pass rusher, Bud Dupree's out. Safety, uh, Armani Hooker out. Center Ben Jones out. And the big one is run-stopping defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons. Questionable. Jeffrey Simmons has been incredible this year. He is an outstanding talent. Uh, Denver could do nothing offensively. Nothing with a bye week to prepare. Vrabel just a great, smart schemer. LaFleur and, and Vrabel, they know each other well. I think you have to take Tennessee. If you can get the hook, you've got to take Tennessee getting three and a half. Ultimately, I, I, this feels like what, what 17 14, 2017, somebody, somebody. So I, I'll take Tennessee three and a half if you can find it. If you can't find it, there's no problem waiting the in game bet. Maybe the Packers come in off the script and are great. Remember the Eagles on Monday Night Football, which gave out a loser, had the under in that one. Remember the Eagles started off, got a touchdown, and you could live bet Washington plus 17 because they were like 11 point dogs. You could get Washington plus 17. They won outright. On the road, uh, Green Bay is not a great football team. Just because they came back from down 17 to win, I think plus three and a half Tennessee is your best bet. We'll be back tomorrow heavy on the NFL, but we'll also start talking a little World Cup with the first game kicking off Sunday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.